Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Somebody say, encourage me, Pastor. Hey, man, it's not going to feel like it at the beginning, but it will be encouragement. And it's about getting closure. Somebody say closure. So many times when we, you know, when we have a bad relationship or somebody just leaves without letting us know, people say, I just can't move on unless I have closure. So sometimes we want to just talk to them and say, what happened? I mean, you just, you just ghosted me. You just, you just left and you, and you didn't tell me anything. I was left wondering. I was, I was, uh, I was left uh, trying to pick up some pieces and connect some dots. Anybody ever been there where somebody just left and walked away with no explanation and, and, and you felt incomplete because you didn't have closure? But we're going to do a little bit of a study just real quick and I just want to drop a couple nuggets on you. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles and look on the screen to Philippians, the third chapter. Paul was such a wise man. And we're going to learn from him today on how to get closure. I believe that the reason that some of us have not been able to advance on some things is because we haven't closed some things. Doesn't matter, you need closure. And that's one of the tools that the devil uses. He'll have us rehearsing the past, rehearsing past hurts in, 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 in a long life quest for why. <laughs> he will have us on a long life quest for why. And we will push pause on our life going forward until we learn why. But sometimes you will never know why. But you still have need of closure. Philippians, the third chapter says this, 13 verses. It says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, meaning, meaning all that I've done, I haven't accomplished anything. And Paul was a great scholar. He was a man of, of great importance. He was the one that, that really was responsible for the modern day church and all the epistles and all the letters that he wrote. He said, out of all I've done, I haven't done anything. I haven't apprehended anything. He said, but out of all that I've done, there is one thing that I do that is most importantly. I forget those things which are behind me. <laughs> I have to tell somebody, forget about it. He said, he said, out of all that, he said, look, Paul is a person, he was so wise, he forgot more than what a lot of people knew. He said, but out of all that I've accomplished, out of all the a Asia Minor and all these countries I've been to and all the churches that I've started, they mean nothing. The most important thing I've ever done, I forgot those things which are behind me not only did he say I forgot what behind me but you see that's the problem we, a lot of us we try to forget but we don't reach I'm 
going to say that again. A lot of us try to forget something and you can never move to a place of productivity and efficiency what God has called you to be, called you to be because we are trying to forget without reaching. And so we sit there, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to call him. I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to look on their Facebook post to see what they're doing. Yet and still, we have not steadied our mind. We have not focused our spirit and our mind and, and, and our will and our emotions towards something new and positive. The Word of God says, whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are loving, whatsoever things are good report, I need you to think on these things. Put your eyes ahead of you. He said, but there is one thing that I do. I forget those things which are behind me, and I reach for the things before me. And, and after I do this, then I'm able to press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ, in Christ Jesus. Somebody put your hands together for the reading of the word. into modern modern vernacular what Paul was saying is out of all I've done the greatest thing I've done is had closure because the past has a way of making you prisoner but Paul said out of all that I've accomplished out of all the churches I've started out of all the ways that I've affected people the greatest thing that I have done the greatest skill that, I've, that, that, that I've, I've acquired is my ability to close doors on seasons that have passed. Woo! Somebody say, you need closure. You may be seated. If I had the opportunity to interview Paul, I would ask him, what is the most important thing? You, you are really the father of the modern day church. You were a person who was persecuting Jesus and you ended up being a person that promoted the name and the cause of Jesus more than anybody else, yet and still you were the greatest apostle, yet and still you did not walk with Jesus. You would think that would be Peter was, was the greatest apostle or John or one of the other ones that actually walked with Jesus but, but Paul whom Jesus did not walk with, yet Jesus said you are, you are afflicting me Paul. He turned out to be the greatest one. The one who was afflicting the church came, came back and turned around. God turned around and he ended up being the most blessing to the church. How can you say, how can God turn around somebody that had such a wicked, morbid past? He said, and if I had the interview, I'd say, Paul, what is your greatest asset? What is your greatest accomplishment? And I believe that he would say that, that I was selectively and I was intentional about shifting my focus to what God designed for me. I'm going to say that again. His greatest ability was his ability to selectively and intentionally shift his focus. Somebody say focus. To what God designed for him. Majority of us in the body of Christ, we lack focus. We have spiritual and mental ADHD. We can't focus on anything. All the devil know all I got to do is have somebody act up on your job. All I got to do is have somebody say something to you. Somebody, uh, uh, they, they, uh, they may only give a thumbs up on my post versus a heart. Why didn't, why, why didn't, why didn't you give me a heart versus a thumbs up? The, 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 the devil knows the very button to push to get us distracted. Paul said, out of all that I've done, I haven't apprehended anything. But you know, the one, the, 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 he said, my, my, I'm, I'm translating, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. If I was interviewing Paul, the greatest skill that I developed was my, my ability to forget. 
And I know everybody's getting older, and everybody's getting older day by day. I found some new gray hairs coming out on the side for me, uh, on the side this week. And, 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 and uh, I got, got two in my chin right here, you know? And so we, we, all, we, always, we always fighting age, but how many know that age and time is undefeated? And, it, and eventually it's going to win out, but, time is just, but age and time is just a vehicle to get us to death, to translate us, to get us in the face of God. Amen. So for those of us that are in Christ, we're not afraid of time. We're not afraid of getting old. It's a blessing to get old. Amen. It's a blessing to still be above this on this side of the ground as opposed to under it. Amen. Amen. But 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 Paul, but Paul was saying, out of all that I've accomplished, out of all the, the the specific skills that I acquired and the things that I executed during my life, my greatest ability was my ability to forget. And I know in today's society, we put a premium on, I can remember when, I can remember when. And, you know, you start thinking, where, where did I put my keys? And you say, Lord, am I getting old? And am I losing it? You know, I need, I need to start taking some ginkgo, loba, and I need to, I, I'm kind of trying to keep my memory. But, but Paul is saying, you need to learn the practice and the art of forgetting. I know it don't make sense. I know, it's, I know it is antithetical to what we, see, we, we think the more that we can remember, the, the, the smarter we are, the more valuable we are. And in some cases, but, 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 but Paul said, I forget all things that are behind me. He didn't say just the good things. Because we all know how, 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 we all know how uh, the bad things can make us prisoner and it's memories of pain. And so we want to drive those things out. But Paul said, I, I, I forget those things. I turn my back on everything that I've learned. I turn my back on all of my accomplishments. You know why? Because if I, if I make a memorial around even the good things that I've done, how can I go to a higher height? How can I go to new levels? How can I go further and higher in God when the Word of God said there are higher heights and deeper depths? How can I go to a higher height if I'm, if I'm comfortable and I'm worshiping the level that I'm at? Tell somebody, learn to forget. got a quote here you will never live your God designed future having a love affair with your past I'll say that again you will never somebody say never live in your God designed future having a love affair with your past one way or other sometimes we, sometimes we, we, we stay camped at a place of hurting we stay playing the cancer hurting and saying, if it wasn't for that, I would have been here. It wasn't for that. That was 20 years ago, and you still blaming it on that? Well, you know how many presidents we didn't have since then? You know how many Olympics didn't pass since then? And you're still capping right there. Or maybe you're one of those people on the other end of the spectrum. Man, you should have seen me when I was young. Boy, couldn't nobody touch me. I walked up in the room, and when I got out of college, when I looked like this, and my waist was a size this, and my this, and I had this much hair, and I could get this style, and I could do this. Man, I really had it going on. Do you not know your current days are your best days? Out of all you accomplish, I wrap it up in this. If you were finished, you'd be dead. If you were finished, you'd be dead. And the fact that you're still alive, alive, the fact that you're still breathing, God has something greater, better, higher, further for you to accomplish. I understand that. See, you understand. See, God told the children of Israel when they walked, walked, uh, crossed over the river Jordan 
He told them, I want you to pick up some smooth, small stones. And I want you to put them in your backpack. And I want you to travel along. So when your children ask you what mean these stones, you can tell them the story of how God delivered you over the river Jordan. God didn't tell them to get them a boulder because the boulder would have been too hard to progress with. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we should forget those things in disrespect to God. What I'm saying is pack a little testimony, put it in your bag, and you need to travel along to the next destination. Somebody say flow. My life should be living, breathing, flowing. You can drink water out of a river, but you better not drink river or water out of a creek. Because stagnant water is poisonous water. Do you hear me? Stagnant water will make you sick. But flowing water will nurture your body. Could it be possible that we have camped out around the place of our hurt or the last place of our victory? And Paul is saying, you got to learn to forget. Oh, God. Let, 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 uh, uh, three things I want you to write down. Anybody getting anything out of this? Number one, somebody say number one. The past has gravity. I'm going to say that again. Somebody say the past has gravity. What do I mean by that? The past has a gravitational pull. That when you try to get over it, when you try to move past it, it's got a way, some kind of way, through something you may see, through something you may hear, through, through, through something, a, a song that may come on the radio. People call it nostalgia. This is something that makes you smile or it may remind you of something. The past has a gravity to it, and so we have to understand that. In order, in order for us to overcome our past, we have to understand the, 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 the stakes of the game. And you got to understand, whenever you're in a battle, you got to size up your enemy. And you got to understand that falling in love with your past is the enemy of your future and if you and if you if you let if you, you have to understand that the past has gravity it has a gravitational pull it wants you to sit down and have some tea with it the past wants you to sit down and, and, and mold over and start thinking the what if game anybody ever played the what if game if I had only married him if I had only married her if I had only stayed in grad school if I had only went to that city if I had only took that job let me tell you that gets you nowhere but in a ditch of depression tell somebody you got to forget Paul said the way the, the, only, the only way I was able to accomplish all this is that it's not that I was stacking up a resume I was forgetting those things which are behind me and if we want to reach the pinnacle the apex of our greatness that God has called us to we have to do, learn to simply forget Somebody say number two. We have to clear out what obscures our view and look out for our mark. That's what Paul said. I forget those things which are behind me and then I press towards a mark. A mark is something that is, that is a delineated specific spot that we have our focus on. Like I said earlier, many of us are good at forgetting things, but we don't focus on a mark. 
And so we're pressing. Anybody ever seen people just, just doing stuff hard? But I mean, what, what, what's your focus? What's your point? What, 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 what's your agenda? That be, and people, and people are just wandering aimlessly. That's why the Bible says hey, when we pray, we ought to pray with specificity. We shouldn't pray aimlessly. We shouldn't pray with just with, with flowery words. And some of us are living the same way. We're trying to get away from the gravity of what was holding us. But what are you going towards? What's your mark? We understand that with the GPS in our phone or in our car. The GPS won't start giving you directions unless you, it tells you, you tell it where you're going. Ask your neighbor, where are you going? Where are you going? When you wake up every day, where are you going? What's your agenda for the day? Because let me tell you, you'll live day upon day. You'll, love, you'll live week upon week. You'll leave month upon month with no focus. And next thing you do, you know what the devil will do at the end of it? When you, when you come into the sunset of your life, he'll make you filled with bitterness and regret of the things that you did not do. And all the while, he was telling you, you don't, you don't, you know, case of Rossarah, whatever will be, will be. Well, God is so specific. He's got the hairs on your head number. God is specific. He told Jeremiah, I know the finite plans that I have for you. I already have a file on you. I already got a plan and an infrastructure to your life. That's the reason you were born with those, with those likes and those dislikes. That's the reason you were born with those proclivities. That's the way you were born with, with those ways. That's the reason you were born with certain appetites and certain gifts and talents. Because God, as God said, I put in you everything that pertains to life and godliness. And so I put those things in you according to the path that I set before you. Because I intend for you to finish the race that I set before you. And yet, and still, we're caught up on what didn't happen. We're, we're caught up on who walked away. And we want to know why they walked away. And what, what could I have done better? And what could I have done different? Sometimes we got to let God close the door. Number three, somebody say number three. Number three is this, y'all. And this to everybody to think, I just can't make it without her. I just can't make it without him. I just can't. Lord and Lord, what I'm going to do, Lord? I thought it would be forever. Whether it's a person or whether it's this job. Listen to this. Contrary to what you feel, you can live beyond it. It may hurt right now. Look, I'm, I'm just middle-aged, but can, can, can anybody just testify about the sitting fire and raising your hands? You thought you were going to die? You thought there were that days when you said, God, I could breathe out and not breathe back in. It hurts so bad. Hurts to my core. Hurts to my toenails. Hurts to the very fiber of my being. And yet and still, you woke up and the sun was there tomorrow. It may took you a couple of days. <laughs> you may smell like last week, but eventually somebody came and grabbed you and said, get yourself together. You sat around long enough. Here, brush your teeth. Wipe your, wipe your eyes out. Go get in the shower. We going out to get something to eat. We going to the mall. We going to do something. But you will put one foot in front of the other and you will get up and you will live. 
when you're in the middle of it, you didn't think you were going to make it, but God. Anybody ever thought you wasn't going to make it? Anybody thought that heart hurt? Your, your, your heart was hurt and wounded to such a degree that you weren't going to make it out of this. But God said, I know the plans I have for you. And guess what? I've got too much invested for you for your ending to be like this. And so he breathed the breath of life in you. Well, you got down, but you never got out. That was just a little bit left in you. You hit bottom, but that bottom was the rock. And he wouldn't let you sink in. Can somebody just lift your hand and say, God, thank you. For letting me get over it. That's God. Thank you, Lord, for letting me get over it. I thought I wasn't going to make it, but God, you let me get over it. Real bad to my core, but you let me get over it. Contrary to what you believe, contrary to what you feel right now, you can live beyond it. You can live beyond the lie. You can live beyond the divorce. You can live beyond the heartache. You can live beyond the heartbreak. You can live beyond the molestation. You can live beyond. I know the devil's trying to torment you, but, but to say you can't get over it says the blood of Jesus is too weak. And my blood of Jesus that came from my Savior is strong. It still has power. How'd somebody tell him you can get over it? You got to forget that thing. You got to forget and then you got to reach. And after you reach, you're going to have some opposition. Then you got to press. Oh, God. But you will get over this. It may not be all at one time. It may be day by day. It may be hour by hour. It may go minute by minute. But my God said you will get over this. That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He didn't say it wouldn't be formed. He said when it forms, it won't prosper. It can't hold you if you press. It can't hold you if you press. Somebody say, God, thank you for closure. God, thank you for closure. Thank you for closure. Thank you for closure. I didn't want it closed, but God, thank you for closure. Oh, God, the last thing I want to share with you. The last thing I want to share with you, I promise. I'll be one, give me one second. Some things we have to close. Something God's closed. And those, the things that God closes are the very things that we have the most questions. Because let me tell you something. The same way that God hardened Pharaoh's heart because he wanted his children free. Let me tell you something. 
God is not finished hardening people's hearts. Sometimes God just squeezed their heart together. Thought you was on your way down to the altar. Thought you was on your way into a business deal. Thought you were on your way into gear and move to this city and get it. But God's changed all of a sudden. I said, what happened? God said, I was the one. If, I, if the heart of the, the, heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, he can squeeze a heart or he can harden it. Why? Because according to Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. God said, I love you. I, I, I love you so much. I let the heartbreak be in the all things. I let the lies and the scandalizing of your name be in the all things. But guess what? All of them are salt and pepper and paprika and onions and, 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 and syrup and sugar and all. I, God said, I mixed all that thing, all that stuff together for the good of them who love the Lord. Everybody loves them, but not everybody is called according to his purpose. And I'm going to tell you something. God will love you so much that he he will say, you know what, I hate for you to hurt, but I will take temporary hurt over long term providence of your life. That's a good father. That's a good father. That it may hurt you right now, but when you look back over your shoulder with 2020 vision, you say, God, it was you all alone. That you let it happen. You squeezed the heart. You told them to walk away. I don't know if you, God gave some people a bad dream and said, you better leave her alone. Or you will not wake up the next morning. And you don't understand why, but God said it was me. That closed the door. God said, I'm the God of the open door, but I'm also the God of the closed door. And before I let my child get distracted, before I get my child be out there in debauchery and, and, and not fulfilling their purpose, God said, I will shut it down. Before I see my child get it. Oh God, I thank you. Oh, y'all don't believe me. Y'all just think I'm talking. Whew. Let me tell you this. God took me to this scripture, and it, it, it's, it's the strangest scripture. I was, I was sharing it with my daughter, Chris, upstairs, and she's like, Daddy, that's weird. I said, no, but it's going to make sense. It's going to make sense. Turn with me to Jude 1. Jude 1 and 9. Oh, God, we're about to get out here, y'all. But it's just word good to anybody today. Jude 1 and 9. It, 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 is, it is the prophet Jude was talking about a whole bunch of other things, but all of a sudden, he, he, this, this, this uh, little scene is parenthetically inserted in the scripture. And it says this He says, But when the archangel Michael contended with the devil and was disputing over the body of Moses, I know this don't make no sense to nobody right now, but it's going to be so good. He did not presume or pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but said, the Lord God rebuke you. This is a scene. This is one of the, one of the oddities of the Bible. Why in the world is the archangel Michael having a fight with the devil over the body of Moses? All right, go, go with me to Deuteronomy, the third chapter. The 34th chapter, I'm sorry. 
This is after, after Moses had, had done everything. And God said, I want you to go to the mountain. And I want to talk. I want to talk with you. And, 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 and he said, look, I need y'all to, 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 to stay here and do what you're supposed to do. I got to go up and talk to God. And this wasn't anything abnormal. Moses went up and talked to God all the time. He came down with the Ten Commandments. He, he went up and he convened with God many a time. But look at what happened right here. He said, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there. God took him up to the mountain. He showed him. He said, I'm going to take you up to the pinnacle of this mountain so you can see the Canaan that you're never going to uh, never gonna walk into to show you that I wasn't lying to you. But then he says, then God, the, the, uh, Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab. According to the word of the Lord, he buried him in the valley in the land of Moab opposite Beth Peor. But look at this, y'all. But no one knows the place where Moses was buried to this day. Pastor Tony, what are you saying? If you go forward in June, our anchor, the archangel Michael is fighting with the devil over where, over who's going to have the burial rights to bury Moses. Oh, God, I thank you. But all of a sudden, God steps in and said, look, y'all stop fussing. Both of y'all are my created beings. I got this. Michael, I don't want you to know. And Satan, I don't want you to know. What are you saying, Pastor Tony? What I'm saying is the devil knew that if I get the body, I'm going to plant him somewhere where the children of Israel know where he is. And if I plant him, they are never going to get into Canaan because they're going to make a camp and they're going to start worshiping Moses who was our redeemer. They're going to start worshiping Moses who got water out of a rock. They're going to start worshiping Moses because you do know they had a proclivity to create idolatry. Because Moses went up to speak to the Lord one time. He took so long they created a graven image of a calf and started worshiping him. And so if if God did not bury him where no one could find him, they would have found him and they never would have moved forward because they would have been there worshiping. Oh, we're so thankful for Moses. He got us out of the wilderness. He got us up when we were sick. When we were sick, he looked, we, we looked into the, to the image of a snake head and all of us was healed from our diseases. Moses, the one that picked up the stick and God, God said, if I don't hide, if I don't close this door and give you closure without you having true closure. See, what we call true closure is, I got to know why. I got to know what. I got to know how. I got to know who. But sometimes when God closes the door, you got to be willing to move on without knowing why. God said, I'm going to bury Moses where nobody can find him because I know their nature and they're going to get stuck where Moses is buried and my objective is to get my children to the land of promise. What am I saying? No matter who dies on the path, no matter who turns, turns their back on you, no matter who falls away, God said my mark is still Canaan. Your mark is still Canaan. I don't care who falls away. I don't care who goes away. I don't care who dies on you. I don't care who people plot against you. God said keep your eyes focused on the mark. If they had known where Moses was, they never would have reached
Canaan. And what I am telling you, people of God, is that you got to have your focus. You have to have your focus on the future. God, what is it that you called me to do in this season? I know what you called me to do in my 20s, but what are you calling me to do in my 30s? What is my mark in my, in my 40s, God? Lord, I'm retired now, and my children are at the house. Lord, what is my new mark? Because if you don't get a new mark, if you don't get a spot for you to chase, the devil will lull you to sleep with your past. The devil will lull you to sleep. And the next thing you know, I told you the devil can't make you sin. His next job is to make you ineffective. And so God closed the door. And can I tell you, as everybody is standing, I said you needed closure and I knew you didn't have the have it within your own ability to close the door yourself oh we love to talk about God will open a door no man can shut <laughs> and we all talk like it's always a positive thing but when God closes a door no man can open it not even you God said, I'm not even, children of Israel, I love you so much, and I, I created you. I'm your father. And then one thing about it, a parent knows their children. <clears throat> and so he said, I know y'all. I know y'all tendencies. And guess what? I don't trust you to even know where Moses is buried. What am I saying? There are people in this room that have been haunted by a three-letter word. Why? God, I thank you. There are people that's been haunted in this, in this room by a small three-letter word called why. Why mama didn't love me? Why did they treat me different from everybody else? Why did you love me then leave me? Why didn't you follow through with what you said? God said, everything ain't for you to know. Is this helping somebody in this room? God said, I gave you closure without you knowing why. God said, if you can accept the closure, oh, God is ministering in this room. God said, if you can accept the closure without the why attached to it, Canaan is just around the corner. If you will and forget those things which are behind you. And you find you a mark. And then you reach for it. And you press for it. I hear the Lord saying, what I got in place is so much better than what you left. What I've got in replacement over what you lost is so much better. Somebody just lift your hands. God is ministering to you right now. 
God, we thank you for better. God said it was closure that you needed. When you wanted to hold on, God said, I closed it. Come on, anybody mature enough to thank him that he closed it? Come on, come on, come on. That's it. Come on, Thanksgiving is in order. Come on, let them know, Lord, I accept the closure. I accept the closure. I'm no longer gonna go to ask you why. If I never get an answer, it's okay. What I do know is that all things work together. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. That all things work together. That's all I need to know. That you will not, you will not, you will not suffer my foot to be moved. That's all I need to know. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Can the mature saints thank him for closure? I love him, but I thank you for closure. I love her, but God, I thank you for closure. Lord, you shut it down and you hid it like you hid Moses' body. And I've been wasting years and energy and time trying to find out what Moses is buried. And God said, you're never going to find it. And you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay with never knowing. You got to be okay with not never, not never knowing who or why or what or when. Operate on what you do know. Thank you, Father. That's where faith kicks in. I don't have to see it to trust it. I don't have to know it to, to take an order, God. Your ways are higher than my ways. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Oh, God, I thank you. What did God say? He sits high. He looks low. Trust in him. You know why? You know we should trust in him? Because his perspective is different. He sees more than you see. See, I can see all of y'all, but y'all can just see one of me. I've got a different perspective than you have. So you have to trust some things that I see up here. When I say I see something, you just have to trust it. God sits from a different vantage point. He sees things that you don't see. He knows things that you don't know. And that's where faith comes in. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Somebody lift your hands and say, God, I trust you. Even when I can't trace you. Even when I don't feel you. Even when I pray and it sounds like the sound waves bounced to the ceiling and came back down. God, I trust you. I don't understand it all. But I'm going to forget those things which are behind me.
Come on, somebody lift your hands. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your word that has found us. Lord, many of us have been through plenty of things, Lord, good and bad and pleasant and horrible and terrible and exuberant. God, we've been through all those things and we don't know which end of the spectrum our brother or our sister may be on, God. But for some reason, we've gotten stuck. All because we're remembering too much. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for giving us the uncanny ability, like Paul did, to forget those things. Lord, give us the skill to forget, God. Lord, so we can never be prisoner again to the successes or the failures of our past. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that today we're making room for new. There is so much capacity in our hearts and in our minds, but today, God, we're making room for new. Oh, God, the new door that you want to open, God. The new career that you have for us, God. The new relationships that you are forging together, Lord. As soon as we let go of the old God. Oh, God, give us stability, God. Lord, you said that, that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So we thank you, Lord, for giving us stability right now, God. Lord, wherever place we find ourselves, God, let us be content. Not complacent, but content in where you have us and where you're taking us. And Lord, let us stay focused on the mark, God. We know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and distract, God, and destroy. But we thank you, Lord, for giving us laser-like focus on the mark, God. Because it's a higher calling in you. Now in Jesus' name, we bind the enemy that comes to bring flashbacks. <laughs> we bind the enemy that comes to bring old, hurtful memories. He is the prince and the power of the air, but God, you've given us the authority of your name to bind him. So God, we bind the enemy that talks to us in our sleep, that invades our dreams, that gets in our visions, that grabs our heart whenever we want to take a step of faith. We bind the devil that wants to get us stuck. And we declare and we decree that we are free from the past that holds us. We are free from the past that binds us. We'll keep some smooth stones, God, to see where you've delivered us from, but we will not camp out at the River Jordan, God. For the crossing of the River Jordan was just one step 
alone to Canaan. God, we're going to reach Canaan. We're going to reach that place of milk and honey. We're going to reach that place of promise. And anything that stands between us and Canaan is an enemy. And so, God, we will destroy every enemy. And we will rebuke and we will bind and we will tear down every tactic, every plot of the enemy that tries to stand between us and our promised place. God, I pray in the spirit of a fighter, <laughs> the spirit of a warrior begins to flood and invade every believer in this room. That we will no longer be prisoner to the past. We will, not, we will no longer be prisoner to what held us. But we will move forward. We will move higher. We will move deeper. We will move wider. In Jesus' name. Now if you would, hold hands with somebody right now and just pray for them. Would you pray for them? Let them know I'm praying for you. Come on, pray, pray, pray that they walk out of that past. And have a bravery to walk into their future. Come on, pray, 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 pray. Pray. Pray, pray. Pray, pray. Pray, pray that they'll no longer be on a quest of why. But they'll ask the question, God, where are you taking me? In the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. 30, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. Come on, come on, come on. Pray, 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 pray. God, take every scar and tissue away. Lord, give them, give them a, a holy optimism that what's coming is better than what's been. In Jesus' name. 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 Free us, God, from the ghost of our past. Free us, God, from the zombies that keep coming out of the grave. Free us, God, from complacency. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Whom the sun sets free. It's free indeed. Lord, we're so excited about our future because we've had closure. The past can't make it in the future. It doesn't fit. It doesn't match. It doesn't have the same DNA. God said, I have a bold new future ahead of you. So Lord, we thank you that this day begins the beginning of our future. That this day begins the beginning of a new day for us. A new outlook for us. A new vantage point for us. New victories, God. New opportunities. New doors. New relationships. New careers, God. All because we've had closure. I want you to turn that hand loose right now and begin to clap it. Then begin to give God praise for your new destiny that's ahead of you. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, tell somebody I got closure. I'm okay now because I got closure. I didn't have to know why. I thought I needed to know why, but God gave me closure. God gave me closure. I'm no longer going to cry.
Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.